Hello everyone and welcome to 1v1 with Boss Rush Games. I'm your host, Celeste Roberts. Today I have the pleasure of interviewing Sarah, founder and owner of Cheerful Good, a business featuring her adorable crocheted masterpieces. Good evening, Sarah. Thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I'm flattered that someone would want to know more about me. So this is so nice. <laughs> oh, you, you are so talented and you're so fun. I've been interacting with you on Twitter for a little while now. And I actually found out about you because Shane Kelly with another Zelda podcast, which I'm also a part of, he won one of your giveaways. He won a Zelda, would, would figure or doll be the correct term? Uh, I think like doll. So I think for most of the stuff that I make in general, um, and I'm probably going to say this wrong, um, but um, there's a, a Japanese term called amagurumi, I think. Mm -hmm. So kind of like 3D plush fiber art stuff is my interpretation of that so but yeah it's a doll it's a little little doll so so cute he won that zelda doll and he proudly displays it on his shelf i was telling that to sarah before <laughs> we started recording and I, I i have never sewn in my life i mean like <laughs> i've put a needle through thread to fix something one time but sure <laughs> I just, I can't get over how people can create like that. So I thought you might like to share what that process is like. Yeah. So, you know, I, I feel really lucky that I um, grew up in a household where my mom was always doing a lot of crafting and just creating. So she has a bachelor's in arts um, and she actually has a focus on weaving. So she owns like looms and things. And so I grew up with like a loom in our house, which is not normal, right? What, um, a loom? Like yeah, the big, big loom? Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. So she had like an art studio with the loom and like all and sewing machines and all this stuff. So it's just something that I've always been surrounded by, um, which has been really awesome because um, both my sister and I are both really artistically inclined. Um, but growing up kind of in that environment and then my grandma always knit and crochet and I actually tried to learn how to crochet from her, I don't know, when I was probably in my teens or something like that. And my brain at the time just would not, it just could not like latch on <laughs> to what she was trying to teach me. So I actually didn't really learn how to start doing this until about four years ago at this point, I think. And um, I always do the Reddit Secret Santa exchange. And, you know, you fill out like your little profile and they're like, what do you want to do? What are you interested in? And I was like, I would really like to learn how to crochet. Right. Like that's something that's always been on my list. I've never done it. And um, I got a person that sent me a couple skeins of yarn and some hooks and a book and I was like okay like somebody has like invested in me I'm gonna figure out how to do this and I did so that was kind of the uh the catalyst for me revisiting that because I've I had always um knitted a little bit I've sewn I've done embroidery I've done you know kind of making things out of felt and that kind of thing mm -hmm. but Crochet was always this thing where it was kind of like intimidating because my brain didn't always handle that like 3D aspect super well. Um, but for whatever reason, um, when I tried it again four years ago, it clicked with me and I've just been running with it ever since. So. Oh my gosh. I love that. Now, what, 
what have you sewn before? Like, do you make clothes? Um, so like I, um, our high school had a home ec program. So like I took home ec and I made shorts and, you know, like the, the home ec stuff that people that are lucky enough to have a home ec program, um, get to learn. So I've made a few things like that. Some like bags I've done. I have like a whole closet full of Valentine's day fabric. Cause I'm obsessed with Valentine's day. And someday I'm going to make like an amazing Valentine's day quilt, which hasn't happened yet but it will someday um so you know that kind of thing i would love to get more into um you know pattern making and clothing and stuff but you really need a lot of space to be able to kind of like spread that stuff out and we just don't have that space right now as you can probably tell because i have like yarn all over my walls for storage back there (laughs) it's cute it kind of from this angle it looks like an art piece i know yeah it's lovely like i always try to like rearrange it so it's in rainbow order and like is really aesthetically pleasing and all this stuff because you know this is now my office because we work from home right now Uh so um so yeah we don't have a lot of space or storage right now um but when we do that's something that i would love to investigate because um i don't know every art I really like like fabric art, I guess, and uh, each medium just allows you to do different stuff and experiment in different ways, and it's just really interesting to me. So, I love yeah. that because there are so many. I love that you said there's so many different types of mediums, and it, they let you explore in the different ways because that is true. There are different shapes of needles and everything. Mm-hmm. So, so we're gonna we're gonna take it back. <laughs> even beyond four years ago would, would you like to talk about any of your hobbies because if you haven't seen Sarah's pieces she's very into video games and I, I'm curious how you got into that and maybe some of your other interests whatever you'd like to share yeah sure um so I I've played I've played a decent amount of I don't know you know that's hard to say something like that on the internet now I feel like because it's like <laughs> all these like different scales and like qualifications and stuff right so like to be fair my first system was a nintendo 64 so i didn't have a NES or anything like that but um i've always enjoyed you know video games and multiplayer stuff and i'm i'm all about getting together with people and playing games together and um you know that's really my jam so um, but really love the Legend of Zelda series. Always been a big Pokemon fan. Um, I am really enjoying that new Pokemon Snap game that came out because there are just like little nitty gritty details and everything. And it's like really specific and that's just totally right up my alley. So um, that's been really fun. Um, but yeah, I've always um, had friends that played video games. I've always been somebody that's had a lot of like guy friends. So lots of, uh, you know, weekends watching them play different campaigns and things and just kind of being in that um that environment so um and you know i think the other thing about about video games that are kind of inspiring is that there's always a lot of color and there's a lot of character and a lot of imagination and uh anything like that i'm gonna be drawn to i love loud and colorful and fun (laughs) so if i could have like rainbow everything i i would i have so many rainbows in my life that makes me happy. So, oh, um, yeah. Awesome. So it's just always been, always been fun. Always enjoyed it. Um, I was a big band nerd in high school, so I've always been really into music. I was like t- total gung ho marching band leader. Woo-hoo! Won mental, mental awards and stuff. So, <laughs> so yeah. Um, always uh, been very into the uh, community building kind of stuff. So anything that's related to that, 
I'm always down for. So I like to dabble. I like to learn about new stuff and see what other people are interested in and just kind of keep my keep my options open, I guess. What did you play in marching band? <laughs> I played trumpet. So awesome. at which at the time, because in high school I uh, I was a little more reserved than I am now. Um, so I was this like kind of quiet lady in high school, like playing this really loud trumpet. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, okay, no, you're actually like over, you're actually an extrovert and you're actually really loud. So now it all makes sense, you know? So it all kind of came together over time. <laughs> I, I got a little excited because I was also a marching band and oh, at yeah. the time I was like all into it and yeah. <laughs> watching our shows and oh my watching gosh, no. I had, like, DCI. Like, in my closet <laughs> of like when we went to state, like that. <laughs> Yeah, I decorated cars, I decorated lockers, I did the whole thing, the whole dang thing. So it was great. <laughs> that was a good time. Good times, yeah. good memories, good yeah. memories for sure. <laughs> and I love that you brought up that you love being a part of things that you know, are organizations that involve community building because I think that's that's always been around, but maybe it's I think it's now getting its recognition. I find that it's becoming louder it's there are more opportunities for something like that do you find yeah I would totally agree I think that um one of the you know I think the internet <laughs> brings the internet's a, a mixed bag right uh but I think one of the things that it does really well is it allows people to connect with others that have similar interests or similar experiences or that just want to learn about different things from like an actual person, you know? So, you know, reading papers and books and things, those are informative and those are good, but it's totally different than talking to an actual person that went mm -hmm. through life experience. Right. So, um, I think as we, we saw over maybe the past four years that I can have some mixed results with how that goes. Um, but overall, I do think that the more opportunity people have to, meet people from different walks of life and from different backgrounds and just to get more of that diversity in your life um even if it's not in person because i think that you know as we found over the past year those internet relationships and friendships are just as valid and meaningful as anyone that you meet in person um but that's a really important part of growing as a person i think just building that empathy and that understanding of other people and learning to see things from other people's perspectives. And I think that's something that um, it's, it's easy to miss out on that. Um, if you kind of funnel your view a little too much. So um, internet's a mixed bag for sure, but I think that's the one like really huge positive that's really come out of this past year even is just allowing people to maybe be a, be a little more, realistic with their online self mm -hmm. uh, and not I know sometimes I don't know sometimes you kind of feel like you have to hold up this facade of like perfection right and uh I feel like this last year did a lot to help us work through that a little bit um and we can all be a little more real and just admit that we're all going through it and <laughs> be patient with each other and help each other out and you know just help take care of each other so I'm all oh. for that very well said. That's very inspirational. And you're right. A lot of my friends are people I haven't met in real life yet. Yeah. My, um, my husband started streaming on Twitch kind of like full time about mm -hmm. this time last year. And we've met so many awesome people. We've gotten to know so many people, you know, we hold like movie nights on our discord and we play Jackbox and different online games. And 
you know, I'm just like, dang, I wish we could just go on a road trip and meet all these people right now. You know, it's so frustrating. Like the one, the one point in your, your life where you meet all these amazing folks and you're kind of, you know, have to stay in place and keep separated for the time being. But, um, I'm really excited for things to get better and get a little bit back to normal so we can, you know, see a bunch of people that we've, you know, see on video or on stream or whatever and really get to interact with them because that'll be really cool. I'm really looking forward to that. Oh, does he stream video games or other stuff? He is across the hall from me. Um, I think he's still playing punch out right now. Probably very oh. angry, angry. <laughs> playing punch out because he's really frustrated because he keeps getting stuck he's like <laughs> away from tyson so he's really close but uh but yeah he um he streams all kinds of stuff mostly retro and uh things in that category um we've done some co-streams in the past played through some zelda games and stuff together that's pretty much my speed <laughs> video game wise so uh yeah it's really fun it's just really fun to you know have a, a community of just awesome people everybody's super chill and polite and respectful and you know, like, that's just so nice. Like, how refreshing to just have a, a nice community that you can kind of hang out with at the end of the day. So that's been a really great thing over the past year, I'd say. So do you like to use your creations to build a community as well? You're kind of crocheting a community? Yeah. <laughs> I went there. Oh, yeah. yeah, so, I mean, you know, I like to do, um, as I can't, you know, my, my day job keeps me really busy. <laughs> Uh, so, um, I would like to do more giveaways and things as I can, but, um, you know, I like to do collaborations with my husband too. So, you know, over Christmas, I made a whole bunch of like smaller stuff. So stuff that could be mailed easily. Um, and we did a bunch of giveaways and we try to do things like that to just kind of, um, I don't know, just spread, spread some cheer around, I guess. That's um, why I named myself Cheerful Goods. Cause I was like, Oh, I don't want to like pigeonhole myself into one thing but I just want to make people happy, right? So it was like, I make happy stuff. So we'll just go with cheerful goods and that'll just cover me no matter what I end up doing because whatever I end up doing, it'll be happy and colorful and fun. Um, but yeah, I love um, I love seeing people post on, on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or whatever, you know, just seeing um, people provide feedback on my, my things that I made. It's so cool. Like, that's just so great. It's so nice to have a place to share those things. Um, because I used to take them to work, right. And I don't really have a work <laughs> right now. Aww. I have my office. So, you know, I still share them over, um, over zoom and Skype and things, but, um, it's just so cool to have other people that are, you know, it, recognition is always nice. I think everybody likes that. Um, so it's just great to have feedback and people have ideas and suggest other things. So I have like this huge list of <laughs> all these things that someday I want to make. Um, but I've really enjoyed being a part of Twitter. I've only really been active on there the past year, but I've had a really positive experience so far. I know um, not everybody's lucky enough to say that. Um, so I definitely feel fortunate. Um, but it's just been great to meet a whole bunch of different people like you and Shane and everybody else and just spread it around. So, yeah. It's incredible because I, I've had the same experience as well. Can you still hear me? Okay. Yeah. Okay. My computer started flipping out a little. I saw the lights flashing. So <laughs> I was like, Oh no. <laughs> I was excited when you were talking about yeah. being a good place. It, it yeah. thought you were lying. I guess. <laughs> So I, I don't think you stated this, but do you remember your first piece that you crocheted? 
yeah, I think it was probably, I think at the time I was really bent on making a hat. <laughs> I really wanted to make a hat. And um, there's this move. I don't know. I don't know what you call it. Just a, it's a stitch, I guess, but it's called a magic ring. So what you do is you basically make like a slip knot and then you put stitches into it and then you can pull okay. it tight. And then you have like your little like really tight circle of stitches to work off of. Right. And for someone who had never done that before, and that being kind of like the base of any kind of hat um, or, you know, any of the other stuff that I make really, um, <laughs> it was so frustrating. I, I watched like, I don't know how many videos on how to do that, that, that one simple thing. And like, I get frustrated really easily. So I'm like watching this on my phone and I'm like sitting with my husband and I'm like, swearing up a storm and then I eventually got it and then I was like okay okay and then um I remember I just made this like simple hat out of like one color of yarn and it like was not big enough to fit anybody but I was like you know what like that is a hat like you could look at that and know that that's a hat <laughs> so like that was cool I was pretty proud of that um <laughs> so a little this, beanie hat yeah yeah, yeah, just something really simple, just one color, like a single stitch, nothing super fancy, but, you know, enough to kind of get a lot of those basics down and, and get comfortable with them. So um, that's probably the very first thing I made, but the first thing that I made that I was, like, really proud of and I was like, oh, my gosh, like, you could be pretty good at the, um, <laughs> was one of my friends asked me to make him a Roadrunner, so, like, the the blue cartoon Roadrunner. Oh, because. His dad has a classic car that's a Roadrunner, I guess, and something that you do with those cars is you put a stuffed Roadrunner, like, in the front seat when you show it off at car shows and things. No idea. So, okay, great. Oh. Whatever. <laughs> so, oh, okay. yeah. Um, so, I made one for him, and I'll send you some pictures of it because um, it was a while ago. But, uh, yeah, that was really cool. And I was like, okay, like, that, like, actually required some skill and I was able to do that and it looks pretty good so that was my first thing where I was like okay like I could probably challenge myself and learn how to do a whole bunch of different stuff if I really stick with this so yeah <laughs> oh, I love I never knew that about the Roadrunner I, I mean I meant the, the car I mean I know who the the cartoon is but I didn't know that yeah, and then I guess um, you usually pair it with a Wiley e. Coyote, so eventually I made him a Wiley e. Coyote, so now he has, like, the pair <laughs> that sits in, like, the, the driver in the passenger seat, like, when they're at car shows, so I have okay. I have some pictures, they are very cute, so. <laughs> that is just, okay, that is precious. <laughs> so, this, yeah. so, pretend that people who are listening have no idea what crocheting is, and I, I'm curious, like, what is the technical like the technical uh like methodology how is it different from just regular sewing? Yeah. so crochet and knitting get kind of confused a lot and i would say the main difference is um crochet you're just using one needle and knitting you're using two right so you see like the grandma with like the two needles like going like this and <laughs> with crochet you're really holding your yarn with one hand in your project and then kind of looping it out on itself um, with just one hook. Um, so that's kind of the, the main difference. And okay. for me, if you're making something that's a 3D structure, um, crochet is easier because you can really just like build on itself, kind of like a 3D printer. So you're just kind of like going around in rounds and building and shaping as you go. Where with knitting, you've got to get um, 
you know, more than two needles in there. So you can have like sides and do 3D things like socks and all, which like my brain is not ready for that. Maybe some <laughs> I am out there. So, um, but um, knitting always has those kind of like V stitches on it um, where crochet is more, it's more, it looks, I don't know if this will focus or not, but it's more kind of like knotted looking. Uh-huh. So um, people will, of course, you know, send me pictures and they're like, hey, could you crochet this? And I'm like, I could, but that's knit. So I can't do that. Oh, <laughs> but if you no. find a crochet version of it, then sure. But, um, you know, they look really, really similar if you're not used to seeing both of them and distinguishing between the two. But that's the big difference. One needle versus two, I would say, is the, the big difference between the two. Interesting. And real quick, do you still see that it's recording? Because I'm making sure it is. Okay, thank you for that. Sorry, guys, my computer, the uh, streaming by Twitch popped up. And that's what that flash of light was. And I was like, did it stop recording? It says it's recording on my side. Well, so. thank you for that reassurance. I was <laughs> like, oh my goodness. It, uh, it's like, no, I want to listen to music, but no, not really. But, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've heard socks are very challenging to make. When... I, you know, socks are one of those things where I think I've made one. I think I made like one sock and I was like so frustrated by it, but like my husband still wore it anyway. So he had like one sock that he wore, which was very sweet. Um, but uh, they they can be, it's the heel, man. It's that heel that makes the, like the turning and the working it together and everything kind of complicated. I have like, so I'm really bad about buying pattern books. So I just like see a pattern book and I'm like, oh, someday I will totally make at least one thing out of that gigantic book. <laughs> so I buy it. Um, and I have a, a book of, of sock patterns that I want to make, but I'm just like <laughs> so intimidated. It's not like an easy... I like to like watch something while I work on things and kind of like multitask like that. And I'm like, Ooh, I'm going to need like no background noise and be really focused if I'm going to make a sock. And <laughs> I'm just like, not always in a, a place, you know, after you've worked all week where you're just like, Oh, I just want to relax and not stress mm-hmm. about making a sock. So someday, someday I want to tackle socks, but yeah, I also find them uh, intimidating, I guess. So so do you make your own patterns as well? I've heard that some people do that. I do. Um, the majority of what I make is um, a pattern that I bought off of Etsy or Ravelry from another designer that's kind of, you know, made it multiple times and perfected it and written it down. So a lot of times I'll work off of something like that. I have made my own. Um, so I had somebody contact me that wanted me to make their some video game that I am totally forgetting the name of. Um, original oh, is it character. Among Us? Not Among Us. Um, let me look really quick because that's going to bother. Absolutely. Because we, we've, we've definitely researched on 1v1 as well. <laughs> Don't feel yeah. bad. Uh, I know she's in my Twitter DMs. So let me look really quick. And she was really happy with it and so excited. Where is she? Where is she? Where is she? Ba, 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 ba. It's one of those um, MMOs. Oh, it's okay. Not, okay. Not of Warcraft. League of Legends. Wow. No. Sorry. Da-da-da. Oh no, I, I can't think of it. I was gonna. I, I was thinking Among Us because did you didn't you do some Among Us pieces? Uh, they're on my list. 
I don't, I don't, I've never actually been able to, to make one, but, oh, well, I can't think of it. If I think of it later, I'll, I'll let you know. You're but, just going to say it while you're talking. You're just, just going to come to That's what happens to me. <laughs> but anyway, um, but like she sent me like these pictures of her character and she's like, could you make this? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I can. So, um, I, it's a lot of trial and error when you write your own stuff, at least for me, because I'm not super savvy at it, but um, it's really rewarding when it's done because it's like a truly one of a kind thing that that person has that nobody else is probably ever going to have. Um, So I do do some stuff like that. And I have written some of my own patterns. I've never published any because I've never um, had the opportunity to practice them enough where I would feel comfortable um, you know, with that, that training background that I have, I'm like, okay, I really want to be able to tell people what they need to do <laughs> like, and, and have it be accurate. So I've never been able to like practice them enough to, to push them out the door, but I've, I've created like a, a Mrs. Mouse from Mario. And um, I don't know if you've seen um, Ill Bleed from Dreamcast maybe or Sega Saturn. I don't remember. I'm totally going to get in trouble for that but there's like this cake of death so it's like this tiered cake with like blood coming out of its mouth and like <laughs> i don't know it was super weird but i made that for somebody so I've, I've done some pretty unique stuff that's interesting when you go to ups and you're like i need to ship this and it's like a cake that's like this tall <laughs> with like pvc pipe leg supports and stuff oh how Cute. Yeah, and they're like, uh, can you bend it? And I'm like, not really. <laughs> so it's so this, interesting. That's funny. I would love to be a fly on the wall. Yeah. Store. Yeah. So I, I have to. So I, I'm not. I've never done any of this kind of craft before. So whenever you're writing a pattern, what is that process like? Do you like you stop after each step, or do you record yourself and, and then you go back and write it? I try to write it as I go because I found that if I'm like, okay, I'll just remember that I made four repeats of that line or whatever, I will get to the end of those four lines and I'll be like, wait, (laughs) did I do four? (laughs) Did I actually do four? Um, So I try to be like really meticulous about, um, you know, finishing a row. So like a time around finishing a row, typing it in my word doc, (laughs) finishing a row, putting it in my word doc, because otherwise like I just, I find that I lose my place really easily. Um, And then it also allows me to kind of like make notes as I go. So a lot of times I'll make something for the first time and then I'll leave notes on it for next time to say, if you ever make this again, here's what I would do differently. (laughs) Right. So I can kind of like learn from myself from my past mistakes because I had an experience one time where someone asked me to make a pineapple penguin. So it's like, a penguin that has the the body of a pineapple and then a penguin face and like penguin arms and feet and then like uh, pineapple spikes coming out of its head. And I made one and I'm like, okay, I am never going to make one of those like ever again in my life. So I didn't write any of it down. And then like two months later, she's like, Hey, my friend really loves that pineapple penguin. (laughs) Can I have another one? And I'm like, Oh, (laughs) and I'm like, of course you can, but I'm going to have to figure out how to do it all over again. So it might be a little different. (laughs) So, I wrote it down the second time. So now if anyone ever wants a pineapple penguin, I am covered. I am good. <laughs> that sounds adorable. I might want one. It's got like a, it, the, the body of it has like a textured stitch. So it has kind of like the bumps that, a, I mean, it's not spiky, obviously, but like the bumps that a pineapple has. It's cute. I don't know where they got the idea for it, but uh, yeah, it turned out pretty cute. 
So. Oh, so you do you do take custom orders then? Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. Um. You know, I have people reach out to me on Twitter, or Instagram, or I do have a little shop on Etsy. I have sold a lot more stuff than what's listed there, um, just because a lot of my stuff is word of mouth and, um, mm -hmm. you know, kind of ad hoc type stuff. But, um, yeah, I, like I said, my day job keeps me really busy. So I try to be realistic with my turnaround times and things because I am, it can take me a while to get to stuff. I have, I had somebody, um, I'm really excited. I have a, an order that I'm sending to Italy and, uh, Italy. And, wow. Uh, congratulations. I was telling Tony, I really want to get like a, like a map on like a cork board and then put like pins in all the places where I've like sent something because I think that'd be super cool. But, um, they were like, Oh, I thought you forgot about me. I'm like, no, I didn't forget about you. I just take a really long time. <laughs> like I'm just really slow and I'm so sorry, but I will not forget. I won't forget about you. It's just going to take me a while. So, um, but yeah. Uh, so it's just been really interesting. I've sent, you know, several things to, to Canada, sent some stuff to the UK, uh, mostly within the US and, you know, across the US. But it's just, it's just so cool to have somebody just stumble across your store on Etsy and be like, that's the dumpster fire I want. That is the one for me. And order it, you know, like, it's just so cool. I'm just so flattered anytime somebody wants to buy something from me. So it's just and so she, neat. She's not kidding about the dumpster fire. <laughs> yes, you're out there right now. <laughs> They're so cute. They're happy dumpster fire. <laughs> oh, so yeah. Yes. Be sure if you if you're not watching the YouTube video, y'all really should take a peek because she's showing off some of her work, and I love her her background with the lights and her heart dress. So cute. <laughs> so, what would you say are your favorite kind of subjects? to crochet like unique things that you come up with um is it the custom orders is there a certain series that you really enjoy making i would love to eventually crochet like every pokemon which oh. is like, i don't even know probably like over like 900 things right like that's like kind of an insane goal um but i think that'd be really cool um i've done perler bead art in the past before you know it, things that look kind of like the pixel art type stuff and I was like oh man what if I made like a pixel art Pokemon and I just put them all on a wall and like they're just like all like that so I've always thought like having a whole collection of something would be really cool um but really anything where you can easily swap out colors and do different combinations of things um those are always super fun to me because that gives you a lot of you know artistic license to just try different stuff and see if you like it see if other people like it um, I like, uh, things that have like spiral curly stuff, like octopuses and jellyfish <gasps> and stuff. <laughs> so those are always really satisfying or, you, you know, like a doll with like curly hair or something. So those are always really fun too. Anything with like dimension and texture is always fun. So I'm pretty open though. I wouldn't, I don't know if I, I have a favorite. I definitely prefer making 3D things over 2D things like blankets. Mm -hmm. I found that um, 3D stuff for me 
is much more forgiving because you can kind of stuff it and like shape it if it didn't turn out exactly how you were expecting where with the the blankets and things that are you're expecting to have really straight edges and stuff it's a it's harder to hide things there um if they don't go well so i know that's that's probably the opposite for a lot of people a lot of people would probably think that 2d stuff is is easier but for me i'm way happier making 3d stuff um so i don't know that makes sense and it's really, it. yeah and it's satisfying because it comes together quickly where a blanket can like take forever so i like i like little stuff that you can just kind of whip up real quick and then see the the uh the result of your work i guess so what happens i mean i don't know if it happens as much because you're a seasoned pro but if you mess up on something what do you do? Like, can you start over? Can you unravel it? Or do you have to move on to new material? Yeah, I mean, I think it probably varies depending on what type of yarn you're using. So if you're using something that's like really furry, um, it'll get kind of knotted as you go. But if you're using just regular yarn, it's really forgiving, you can just pull it out. So you can just it's called um, frogging. <laughs> so undo your stitches like that, you can just pull it all out and start all over. So um, I have definitely done that a fair amount of time. Um, so yeah, it's it's not something where like you've knotted a whole bunch of stuff and you just have to like, you know, get like your, your seam ripper or something out and like tear different things out. It's all just one big piece of yarn. So you can just pull it out, start over. So if you don't like how your colors are working together, um, it's really forgiving, which is another really nice thing <laughs> about it, especially when you're getting started, so. Do you ever dye any of your own yarn or you like to get it already pre-dyed? I um, I haven't been able to do that, but it would be really fun. I follow um, a bunch of really awesome um, yarn makers, I guess, um, on Instagram. And I splurged last year, I think, before COVID and everything happened. And I subscribed to um, this one artist called Hedgehog Fibers, which is super cute. She's in oh. Ireland. <laughs> and she um, dyes her own cotton and things. So I have some, you know, really one of a kind type stuff, which is like beautiful, but I'm always like, oh my gosh, what can I use it on? Cause it's so amazing. And like, I'm, I, you know, it's like, you like are kind of afraid to touch it because you just love it so much. And, <laughs> but you're like, well, I bought it to use it for something. But um, there's so many cool people out there making different um, types of yarn that are available either on Etsy or directly through their stores. Um, I got a, a set of custom crochet hooks from a really awesome artist in Australia last year. Um, so there are just tons of people out there doing really cool stuff um, just across the, the entire medium. So um, if you look at any of those hashtags on, on Instagram, like crochet or, or handmade or anything like that, you'll just find a really awesome artists out there that are doing great stuff so I love seeing people create it makes me so happy <laughs> and I, I wish I hope everybody has some kind of passion some kind of outlet for creativity whatever that may be because like like you and I were talking before we recorded and even during the interview just we, we, both, we both have day jobs most people have day jobs you need something that sparks your your love and zest for life, right? Yeah, well, you just need an outlet, right? I mean, and I think like a lot of times we think about having an outlet for negative stuff. And I think that mm -hmm. there's definitely a 
a need for that, but you can have an outlet for positivity too. So I think that having an, an art form or something where you can celebrate something that happened, <laughs> I think that that's really cool too. Um, and you know, that's, that's a great opportunity. So you should seize those too. And maybe, maybe we don't celebrate by, you know, letting our, ourselves relax and just kind of like veg out. Maybe we do something instead to celebrate something that went really well. So yeah. Yeah, something invigorating, right? Yeah, absolutely. I like that. So do you have any advice for anybody who might be interested in getting into crocheting, like a total novice? <laughs> um, so for me, I think the books are great. And I think books might be um, a place that you think to go first, but YouTube is amazing. And for me, it was so helpful to see people do things in real time and be able to just pause and rewind and just watch it as many times as I possibly needed to, um, to really figure out what I was trying to do and how they were doing it. And the great thing about YouTube at this point is that there are so many different content creators out there that you can really find somebody that, you know, you have to find somebody that kind of like speaks the language that your brain can understand even if they're all showing you how to do the same thing, it's all going to be slightly different depending on who's teaching you. Right. So, um, I think, you know, don't just, if you really want to get into it, don't just watch one video, like just look up, you know, crochet for beginners or a simple beanie or, you know, whatever you want to do and find different versions of that and just see which creator speaks to you the best and is easiest for you to comprehend and just be patient with yourself. I think that's something that's really hard for me when I learned to do something <laughs> for the first time. I want to be perfect like right away. And that's not how it works usually. <laughs> um, so just give yourself the grace and the the patience to let yourself fail. You know, again, you can just rip it out. Nobody's going to die. It's going to be totally fine. You can start over in a different color or walk away from it or whatever, right? You don't have to perfect it right then and there so just be patient with yourself and you know the more the more you practice and the more you uh trial and error with it it'll it'll work out eventually so and i'm always happy to you know um if you want to talk to someone or have questions i'm happy to ask answer those too so you're more than welcome to hit me up <laughs> that's so sweet now do you do you have a i mean you're part of a lot of different communities but do you have a crocheting community you keep in touch with pretty regularly um, I know some people, um, like from my work that, that crochet and we share projects and things. And I've connected with a few people on Instagram and on Twitter and, and things, but I don't have like a, a regular group that I'm like, look what I did. Right. Like that's really just like my general Twitter feed, uh, when I finish something or if I'm working on something. Um, but it's always, it's always interesting to see like who responds to those things. And, um, sometimes those people end up sending me DMS and I get to know them better and we, talk about different stuff so um I, I don't know every people are so fascinating and everybody comes with their own like set of niche interests and everything and I think that's always just so cool to to learn about what other people are interested in and how it relates to what you already know and and all of that so um I love hearing what people are interested in so Oh, very much a people person. I am. Yeah. Which is so funny because I was so like shy and quiet and stuff when I was younger. And then I just hit like 28, I guess. And my brain was just like, we're going to be a different person now and just be really outgoing and like 
all this other stuff and it's been really fun so i'm totally into it um so yeah i love uh meeting new people and learning new things and it's always always a good time I think it helps whenever you're around like-minded, not, not people, you know, who agree with everything you say, but have this, the same kind of respect and zest for life that you do that like-minded where it matters, if that makes any sense. Yeah. I think I'm very much like a, a, like, you know, people are always like the vibe's bad or like the energy's off, but I think that there's something to that. I really do. Like, I think that you can be around another person either you know, virtually or in person. And like, you get a sense of how well you gel with that person. And it's okay. If you don't, you don't have to get along with everybody and it's okay to say, Ooh, okay. Like that person's cool, but not exactly my, my jam. I'm going to try something else. Right. Mm -hmm. So I know, um, sometimes I think we feel, and maybe this is a more of a, a lady thing, but, um, I think sometimes we feel like we have to get along with everybody and we have to, support everybody and, you know, give all of ourselves all the time. But like, you don't, you don't have to, like, you can reserve some of that for yourself and for the people that you um, care about and that you, you know, enjoy spending your time with. So I think it's okay to kind of find your, find your home, I suppose, and your, your online and your in-person communities. So your energy is very precious, you know, like it, you have to be careful with how you spend it and with whom you spend it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know I'm somebody that's really easily influenced by other people's kind of moods and things that mm-hmm. that's something that I'm always trying to work on to, you know, kind of have that like barrier so I can protect myself from that. But um, that definitely makes it more of a challenge when you're <laughs> trying to like meet different people and kind of feel stuff out. So, but it's always worth it. It's always worth it to, to try different stuff and meet different people in my opinion. So it's all good. That's beautiful. How can listeners support you? Oh uh, yeah. So, I mean, I think, um, I, all, my username is the same everywhere. Thankfully I got really lucky. <laughs> so, um, I have cheerful goods on Instagram and Etsy and Twitter. Um, you know, I, I try to do my sales through Etsy now because they offer really awesome shipping costs, which makes it cheaper for the person buying it, um, which is something that I always try to do. Um, so, I mean, I think Etsy is a good place to, to look, but really I just like getting to know people. So if you want to check me out on Instagram or, or Twitter and give me a follow or send me a message or whatever, you know, I'd be happy to, happy to meet some new folks and, see how it goes. And if you end up wanting to pick something up, then that's just a bonus. So yeah. Well, do you have any future plans like either with cheerful goods, with crocheting, with other endeavors that you'd like to share? (laughs) Yeah. So, um, I have actually have one, um, client on Twitter who's asked me to make all of the main characters from final fantasy 10. What? (laughs) And how many of those? Uh, at least five from what I can remember off the top of my head. So I made her an Oron, um, probably saying that wrong, um, earlier this year, and he turned out super awesome. So I'm making another one because somebody else wants one, and then I'm going to kind of start breaking down all of those other <laughs> characters that I'll get to learn about and, and make, but those will be really cool. And uh, then I also have somebody who asked me to make um, some of the characters from Hamilton, because he has a nine-month-old son that just loves Hamilton. And I'm like, a nine-month-old son that loves Hamilton? And he's like, yeah, he'll just be, you know, he can be stressed out and crying. And we turn on Hamilton and he's just 
done. Like he just calms down and he's totally chill. And I'm like, okay, well that's super cool. So I'm going to make some kind of like, you know, plush baby friendly versions of uh, King George and, and Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> so that look like, you know, the, the Broadway characters. So that'll be really fun too. Um, oh my gosh. So those are those are a few things that I'm looking forward to. And then I always just try to do random stuff as I think of it. So I never fully know <laughs> what's coming, but but that's fun. That's fun. Uh, that would be so cute. That would be a really great like baby shower idea. Yeah, it's I was surprised that there wasn't more stuff out there already that was like that. So I'm gonna I found a pattern for one of them. I'm gonna write the other one. Um, but I think they'll be really, really cute together with like, like the wigs and everything. It'll be so cute. So I'm excited to see those. <laughs> so when you described, I, I just thought of this. It's not yeah. even one of the topics I thought of. But <laughs> what is the smallest item you have crocheted and what is the largest item you have crocheted? Um, so the largest thing I've ever made was I made a, um, like a, a monkey, a stuffed monkey, like a chimpanzee. That ended up being probably like that. And oh, somehow, wow. the so that's probably about three feet tall. And uh, probably two feet across. And what? somehow this, this woman shoved it into like a first rate flat shipping rate box and sent it to like North Dakota or something. I don't know how she got it in that box. <laughs> but it was squishy enough that it fit, I guess. So that's probably the biggest thing that I've made. The smallest thing that I've made, that's tricky. Um, I don't know. I've made some, like, I don't have any on me, but I've made some really small, like, bunnies that were probably about maybe a couple inches long. Um, there are some really cool artists out there that do, like, micro crochet where they get, like, a magnifying glass and they use, like, embroidery thread and these super, super tiny needles to make these adorable like half inch things, um, which I would love to do at some point. But again, that's one of those things where I'm going to have to be like completely fully focused. And I'm not really in a point in my life right now where I want to spend my evening doing that. <laughs> so maybe someday. But um, but yeah, if you if you look up um, micro crochet, there's a bunch of like really awesome stuff out there, like little corgis and dragons and all kinds of stuff, really awesome stuff, but nothing that I am currently making <laughs> right now. <laughs> so that is amazing. It's like those people who put names on a grain of rice. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, yeah, somebody probably just did it to see if they could one day, and then they just like made a whole bunch of other stuff like that. And again, super cool, but not anything I'm capable of <laughs> at this point in my life. So, but it's amazing to look at. Have you considered streaming or making a YouTube channel where you instruct people since you do work in that arena? Yeah, I would, um, I would love to stream at some point. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a casual gamer, so I could probably do a chill stream, video game stream. Um, but it would be really cool to kind of, something I've thought of before is like having a, allowing people to request like a time lapse of their project being made. So like I could like record myself making it and then like shrink it down and uh, give them like a, you know, five minute version of what it looked like all coming together. So it'd be really cool to, to share some of that stuff like on Twitch or, or some other platform. Um, 
I need a better computer to be able to do that. <laughs> um, so my, my dear, dear Surface Pro has done such a good job over the past year being my work computer and everything else. Um, but it is not built for, uh, you know, actual actual twitch work so but someday i would really like to um because i really you know i'm a i like hanging out with my husband's chat when he's streaming i'm gonna hop in there after we get done here um so i really like building those connections that way with folks and i think um it's not an art form that a lot of that type of community has access to so i think it'd be interesting to just expose people to something different and help them learn something new if they wanted to. So yeah, someday. I would love to see a time-lapse video. That would be know, fascinating. Right? Yeah. So if I can ever like figure out my lighting and my, my cameras and stuff, I think that that would be really, really cool. So. Well, well Sarah, is there anything else you'd like to, to say about crocheting, about cheerful goods, anything, anything else you'd like to add? Um, yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, I'm just a, I think it's always worth, trying something so I think if you're interested in something and if it looks intriguing just give it a try right like the the worst thing that can happen is that it doesn't work out so you know maybe don't like dedicate your whole life savings to a hobby for the first time or anything like that but if you can try something inexpensively um then go for it and try it out and you know i think also if you're watching those youtube videos or buying patterns from people and if you have questions um i've reached out to those folks for help before and they've been really responsive and always really great so you know they, there are people behind those videos and those um, different tutorials that you're using and they're likely more than happy to help answer any questions that you have so um don't forget that there are people out there that you can actually talk to and uh you know connect with and it's always worth a shot. So definitely encourage you to try new things and talk to some new folks. So. Oh, well, thank you, Sarah. That's how we got this interview going. Yeah. I was just like, Sarah, absolutely. you want to talk about crocheting? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I was like, oh, nobody's ever asked me that before, but sure. But why not? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you again so much for your time. I know. I know it's after work, and I'm, I'm sure you've got a lot to do. So thank you for. <laughs> letting people get to know you a little bit better. Yeah, well, like I said, it was such an honor to even be considered. So, you know, I appreciate you reaching out to me and uh, it was fun. Always, always great. Thank you so much. And, and listeners, you can find Sarah, like she said, on Twitter and Instagram at Cheerful Goods and same place, same name on Etsy as well. And you can find me on um, Twitter and Instagram at Fairy Crypt. You can listen to our other 1v1s and our other shows at Boss Rush Network. And until next time, see y'all later. Bye, guys.